Chapter Twenty Two of A Short History of Russia by Lucy Cazalet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Violet Blue of Albertville. Alexander the Second, eighteen fifty five to eighteen eighty one. The siege of Sevastopol went on until the end of August, eighteen fifty five, when the garrison began to run short of ammunition, and the Malakoff bastion, which was the key to Sevastopol was stormed by the allies the fall of sevastopol practically put an end to operations in the crimea but three months later the russians reduced the turkish fortress of kars by hunger both alexander the second and the allies were by this time quite willing to make peace and it was concluded at paris in eighteen fifty six by the provisions of the treaty of paris all of the conquests of the war were returned to their former owners but turkey in addition received from russia the mouth of the danube and prohibited the passage of the dardanelles to the russian fleet the most important event of alexander the second's reign was the abolition of serfdom both catherine the second and alexander the first had wished to do this but the project had never been realized and when alexander the second came to the throne there were over twenty-two million serfs in russia on february nineteenth eighteen sixty one alexander abolished serfdom and the peasants had land allotted to them which they were to redeem from the landowners at a fixed rate this act was received with great enthusiasm by the people and gained alexander the title of the liberator alexander brought in many reforms thus in eighteen sixty three he placed the local management of governments and districts in the hands of the zemstvo a council elected from among the inhabitants who were naturally better acquainted with local needs he also introduced trial by jury in an open court and abolished corporal punishment the polish emigrants and insurgents of eighteen thirty had been granted an amnesty by alexander the second and had been allowed to return to their homes but they merely took advantage of this to foster discontent in the country and in eighteen sixty three another rebellion broke out night attacks on the russian soldiers were made simultaneously in many parts of poland and bands of armed insurgents spread all over the country a guerrilla warfare was carried on for several months but then muravev the russian viceroy in vilna ordered the russian troops to take such radical measures that the rebellion was soon stamped out the conquest of the caucasus had been going on gradually but steadily since the beginning of the century but the opposition of the mountain tribes became desperate when shamil placed himself at the head of the movement he was the chief of the mohammedan sect of the murids and a sworn enemy to russia the hillmen made fierce raids on the russian soldiers and then retired to their mountain fastnesses where they were safe from pursuit at last alexander determined to put an end to this state of things and appointed prince baryatinsky to the command of the caucasus prince baryatinsky devoted all his attention to the eastern caucasus where he made clearings in the forests and military roads he then stormed shamil's fortress of vaden and drove him into the wilds of dagestan here shamil made a desperate stand in the hill fort of kunib but the russians stormed his position and after some hours of fighting shamil surrendered to prince baryatinsky this brought the whole of the eastern caucasus to russia's feet but the western caucasus had still to be conquered step by step and was not finally subdued until eighteen sixty four 
those of the hillmen who would not accept russian rule emigrated to turkey and asia minor the christian inhabitants of the balkan peninsula had for centuries been trying to throw off the dominion of turkey and serbia had already become a separate principality bulgaria now showed similar aspirations and the turks to prevent a rising in the country perpetuated the bulgarian atrocities a wholesale massacre in which thousands of bulgarians were killed this called forth the intervention of russia who was considered the champion of the slav nationalities in eighteen seventy seven alexander the second declared war on turkey and sent his army under his brother the grand duke nicholas nikolaevich into bulgaria the turkish army had concentrated in that part of bulgaria which surrounded the fortresses of shumla varna rushchuk and silistria and had strongly fortified the town of plevna this town the russians under general skobelev besieged and made several attempts to carry by storm but they met with a most stubborn resistance while supplies began to run short the turks in plevna under osman pasha made a desperate attempt to break through the russian besieging force but they were overpowered by numbers and the whole of the plevna garrison had to surrender the russians under general gurko then made a winter march across the balkans in the face of great hardships and again defeated the turks at the shipka pass the grand duke michael nikolaevich another brother of the emperor had command of the army operating in asiatic turkey and with his generals loris melikoff and hayden took cars once across the balkans the russian army moved quickly forward and occupied adrianopoli without a struggle turkey then sued for peace which was concluded at san stefano in february eighteen seventy eight and later on ratified in berlin russia received back the mouth of the danube and the districts and fortresses of kars and batum montenegro serbia and romania were acknowledged independent and bulgaria became a separate principality under the suzerainty of turkey during the greater part of the nineteenth century revolutionary and anarchistic ideas had gradually been developing and gaining ground in russia and had manifested themselves in several attempts on the life of the emperor as the representative of the monarchical regime these attempts were organized by a body of revolutionaries called the nihilists whose ringleaders mostly lived abroad the mass of the russian people were and are still devotedly loyal to the throne but the emissaries of the nihilists could always find hare-brained hot-headed enthusiasts ready to be carried to any lengths by plausible lies on march first eighteen eighty one a bomb was thrown under the emperor's carriage as he was driving to the winter palace he was mortally wounded by the explosion and died an hour later he was succeeded by his son alexander the third End of chapter 22 Recording by Violet Blue of Albertville